Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater, committed to helping companies solve food. From employee meal plans to on-site staffing to concierge ordering support. With corporate accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com. Hey, shortwave listeners. Maddie Safaya here. We know things are really tough right now. And our team is working around the clock to bring you the latest on the science of the coronavirus. Your contributions to public radio stations are what make that possible. So if you're fortunate enough right now to be able to support our work, we're asking for your help. If you can, go to donate.npr.org short to find and support your local NPR station. Again, that's donate.npr.org slash short. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Here's one thing we know for sure. In general, older people are the most vulnerable to the dangerous complications of the coronavirus. And what part of the U.S. has the most older Americans per capita? The U.S. territory of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is especially vulnerable because their healthcare system still hasn't fully recovered from Hurricane Maria in 2017, followed by a recent string of deadly earthquakes. Tonight, News 6 takes you inside the medical crisis in Puerto Rico. Tomorrow, On top of that, Monica Falumohera, a PhD scientist and a Puerto Rican, argues there's a huge communication problem. There's not as much information in Spanish, and it's not always timely. Recently, the White House put out some guidelines for, for the country on, on social distancing, and it took the government a couple of days to translate it into Spanish. And there were, I know there were journalists who were requesting, you know, where is the, the Spanish language information for this? And it took them a while. A lot of Puerto Ricans speak English. But according to U.S. Census data, the overwhelming majority of Puerto Ricans who speak Spanish in their homes say they do not speak English very well. And some don't speak English at all. And in, in a situation like a pandemic, having accurate and evidence-based, science-based information about preventive measures, about how to take care of your health, it, it can actually be a matter of, of life or death. So Monica is trying to fix that. She works for a nonprofit called Ciencia Puerto Rico, a network of scientists and supporters trying to get the right information out about the coronavirus. And part of that is doing lots of interviews. And you know, early in the morning, you gotta warm up that voice. Because I am in California and there's a three-hour difference in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I've been waking up at five in the morning a lot more than I, I usually do. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got? Let me hear your vocal exercises. <laughs> I don't have any. You need to tell me. <laughs> Give me a couple of red leather, yellow leathers. Red leather, yellow leathers? Yeah, but you got to say it fast. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. I can't do it. <laughs> So today on the show, how one group of scientists, educators, and community members are trying to bring accurate scientific information to Americans in Puerto Rico. And why it's not just about language, it's about culture, too.
This message comes from NPR sponsor Solgar. As people age, cellular function declines, which may impact changes in energy and strength. Solgar Cellular Nutrition is a holistic collection of cellular nutrients formulated to help fight cellular decline and promote cell health. Learn more at cellularnutrition.solgar.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Amgen, a biotechnology pioneer leading the fight against the world's toughest diseases such as cancer, heart disease, asthma, and osteoporosis. In a new era of human health, Amgen continues to accelerate the pace of change, operating sustainably and drawing upon deep knowledge of science to push beyond what's known today. With each decade, they reliably deliver powerful new therapies to patients. Learn more at Amgen.com. Today, we're talking with Monica about Ciencia Puerto Rico. After each emergency Puerto Rico has faced, Monica says the organization has had to respond in new ways. We are big believers of of doing what you can with what you have from where you are. And one of the things that I have been leading in in particular has been essentially a a campaign to get scientists uh, speaking with the media. So giving people, Mm -hmm. giving scientists the space and connecting them with different media platforms so that they can provide their expertise in, in, and engage with the public and answer questions about uh, the coronavirus, about COVID-19, about public policy issues around this, about education issues. So I know a lot of this has been online, but y'all have also been focused on newspapers and radio. Why is that? Because we want to make sure that this information, this scientific information is accessible to as many people as possible. Not everybody has access to the Internet or not everybody knows how to navigate a a website to find this information. And so by working with different types of outlets and platforms, um, we're trying to make sure that we're reaching as many people as possible. Um, and so we've also been working with a radio station in, in Puerto Rico, particularly morning radio shows on AM radio. are They're very popular. El profesor Jorge Colón del Departamento de Química de la Universidad de Puerto Rico. They go on and they answer questions from, from the audience about the virus. They talk about public health issues. They've talked about public policy issues. Um, I've, I was on a couple of weeks ago and I talked about, you know, misinformation and, and false news and what people can do to to kind of fact check the the information that they might, might be getting on on WhatsApp on social media to make sure that they're consuming good information and not false news. Um, I've I personally have done some segments with with Telemundo with Spanish language mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. channels, and so we're we're trying to cast a broad net so that we're reaching as many people in Spanish as possible. Pues mira, este concepto de aplanar la curva es importante porque básicamente 
representa el, el número de las infecciones. I know there has been some, la, let's say, disappointment de, de in lugar. Puerto Rico about how the government has handled big emergencies like uh, Hurricane Maria. Does that make it harder to get people on board with some of the guidance that we're receiving from the government? I think so. Um, unfortunately, you know, in the last three years, particularly after Hurricane Maria, there were so many missteps. Um, there, the lack of of transparency was so severe with the government trying to to make it seem like there were not as many deaths um, later being revealed that supplies were rotten in uh, in warehouses and so there is a lot of mistrust in in the government and I think that makes it a lot harder because in emergencies like this pandemic, you should be mm-hmm. trusting that the government is doing what's in the best interest of people. But the government of Puerto Rico doesn't have a good track record of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think people are looking for members of the scientific community, for um, academics, people that are not don't have an association with the government. They're looking at, at those people for information that they can trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the scientists that that are are being part of of these communication efforts that we're leading. They're all, they are Puerto Rican. Their families are in Puerto Rico. They live in Puerto Rico. And so they are speaking from a place of of deep understanding and and of deep concern and love for for Puerto Rico. Yeah, absolutely. So you told me that one of the big problems is that even though there is, you know, some Spanish speaking information out there, it's not in in context. What do you what do you mean by that, and why is that important? Uh, well, what I mean by that is that while information is you know information is universal, but the way that we understand and value and interpret any kind of information, but and, and also science, it's influenced by our culture, our context, by our life experiences, our previous knowledge, and. In, in Puerto Rico and in, in other Latinx cultures, family is really important. We are a culture mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico in particular, I'm going to speak from my experience. In Puerto Rico, we say hello, even to strangers with a hug and a kiss. Mm-hmm. That's not uncommon. And so when people are talking about physical distancing, about staying at home, that is particularly difficult for a culture that thrives yeah. on on that level of closeness. And so it, it, you might need to do more to explain and to really help people understand why this is important. You might need to go the extra mile and, and to really communicate the empathy of, you know, I know this is particularly hard because it goes against our nature and it goes against our culture. Yeah. So obviously we've been talking about how this is all going down in Puerto Rico, but obviously keeping people's cultures and languages in mind when we're communicating about this pandemic applies kind of everywhere, right? Listen, the scientific community is is international. 
And, and, and science is universal, mm-hmm. but we need language to, to communicate. And I think it's very important that we remember that you know, there's nothing better than hearing science in, in, your, in your own mother tongue. Like, there are things that I, I can't really express very well in, in English because Spanish is mm-hmm. my first language. And so there is not just an issue of, of understanding, but I think there's also an issue of, of belonging, of, of somebody, you know, made sure that this was not just in my language so that I could understand it, but so that I could feel like it, it is for me. It is part of me like it, it I matter to to science um, and so I think that is that's an important element of of why making science accessible in non-English language is so important particularly in in a pandemic like this where access to information that people can understand and act on can really be the difference between life and death. Okay, Monica, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. Today's episode was produced by Britt Hansen and edited by Viet Le. The facts were checked by Emily Vaughn. I'm Maddie Sofia. Thanks for listening to Shortwave from NPR. This message comes from Jackson. Let's face it, retirement planning can be confusing. At Jackson, we're working to make retirement clear for everyone, starting with you. Our easy-to-understand resources and user-friendly digital tools help simplify your entire experience. You can have confidence in your retirement with clarity from Jackson. Seek the clarity you deserve at Jackson.com. Jackson is short for Jackson Financial Incorporated, Jackson National Life Insurance Company, Lansing, Michigan, and Jackson National Life Insurance Company of New York. Purchase New York. This message comes from NPR sponsor, ShipBob. ShipBob's warehouse management system can improve your efficiency, allow you to grow faster, and save you money all through one WMS platform. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.